Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. We're talking about how to live with peace and purpose instead of just a bunch of stress and burnout. We're talking with Chad Veach, and he's lead pastor at Zoe Church, and also a best-selling author. Hey, how are you, Chad? Feeling good today, man. Thanks so much for having me on again. It's always great to catch up. So anxiety disorders are like the most common mental health illness in the U.S. this year. With about 40 million people saying, hey, they suffer with like serious anxiety. And we're not just talking about like the stress that comes with anxiety, but you know, like where there's physical symptoms that come with anxiety. And it's crazy. We've lived through a lot of stuff these last couple of years, Chad, but it seems like there's not just the anxiousness, but now there's like another level of stress and burnout added to all of that. Yeah, it's unbelievable times, right? The pressure, the, the inflation is, you know, at a 40 year all time high. You've got everything going on with politics to social media, the great resignation. I mean, we are living in perilous times. And so I just feel like now more than ever, peace is the highest commodity. Where can you get it? How can you get it? Where does it come from? I just feel like, you know, one of the things I love about Jesus, he says, I give you my peace. So when the Prince of Peace, Think what a name, right? When the Prince of Peace says that he's giving you his peace, it's like, okay, how can I get myself into proximity or a posture that will allow me to receive the peace that he has? Now, you just wrote a new book. It's called Worried About Everything Because I Pray About Nothing. And obviously, when we're pursuing peace and we're pursuing God, we have to spend time talking with him. But I think a lot of times we just either overthink it or we get intimidated, Chad. Think about this. The disciples, they never asked Jesus, can you teach us how to walk on water? Or can you show me how to turn water into wine? Or, wow, you raised that dead guy. Can you show us how to do that? The only thing that the disciples asked God to teach them was how to pray. And it's because all of us innately, we want to understand, like, how do we do that? So Jesus gives a template. It's not like the prayer you have to pray every time, but you know, in it, he, he gives us, you know, insight on, you know, these are important things to talk about when you're praying, like things like forgiveness, that we need forgiveness and we should forgive other people or temptation or, you know, provisions, things that we all deal with. And so I think, yeah, it, to me, people don't pray. No one likes to do things they're not good at. So I think prayer is one of the things that we got to learn how to do. We don't worship prayer because prayer is just a vehicle. Like, I don't worship Uber. Uber just gets me from where I am to where I'm supposed to be going, where I need to be. And same with prayer. I don't worship prayer because prayer is just my Uber that gets me from stress straight to God. And that car, that vehicle is so important. i got to learn how to order that app and get my Uber prayer to my house so that I can get the joy and the wisdom and the strength and the perspective and the peace that I really need to go through what I'm going through. We're talking about what we do when we feel like our prayers don't always connect the way we want. We're talking with Chad Veach today at SWS Radio. It's one of the things, honestly, that a lot of people struggle with because either they don't feel like they know how to pray or they feel like something's blocking their prayers or just the fact that maybe God doesn't answer the way that we want. But, Chad, have you noticed that there's barriers we should address when we want our prayers to better connect with Jesus? You know, we think 
that God listens to those people's prayers. For regular Joe Schmoes like us, clearly God is not listening to our prayers because, you know, we sinned or we made a mistake or we're not as important. And I think shame is such a bully. Shame tells us that we are less than, and it accuses us of all the wrongdoings. So I think one of the things that's important is that we need to understand when we pray that we come as children before a really good father and a father that is attentive, a father that cares. You know, that's why the Bible teaches us we can cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. So I think there's just something really important about getting the barrier of shame and inferiority out of the way. I think another barrier that we got to get rid of is this whole, I'm too much of a sinner. I'm not a perfect person. First of all, there's no perfect prayer, and there's no perfect person. Prayer is like, I always think anybody that's like, hey, I'm not good at prayer like you. Well, most people I know are pretty good at texting. So I just go, hey, why don't you start a contact in your phone, name that contact God, and just start texting your prayers. God really doesn't care whether it's like a whisper or a shout or a journal or a text. The whole point of prayer is to communicate with God. And so I get to talk to God like he's my friend. I get to talk to God with all of my honesty, all of my anxieties, the brutality of what I really feel emotionally. God is not put off or intimidated by those things. So I think we've got to remove some misnomers, some misconceptions about who God is and about who we are and about what prayer is. We're talking about how prayer is simply just a conversation with God, and we're talking with Chad Veach today at SWS Radio. I mean, this whole idea of a Christian journey, it's a lifelong pursuit of Jesus, right? It's about learning and growing and being stretched and challenged, but being open enough to allow God to step into our life. I think a lot of times when we start our prayers, Chad, we start them thinking about, I'm the central narrative of this world. Like, (laughs) the world revolves around Scott Harold, or the world revolves around Chad Veach, but God's saying, no, 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 this is my world, I've invited you to be in it, but I want to have a relationship with you, and we can approach God that way. I feel like it changes so much. One of my favorite lines about prayer, prayer changes things, mainly me. I think that's God's objective and agenda in prayer, is that when I pray, the first and the main thing that gets changed, you know, thankfully, is me, my perspective, my issues, my mindset. So thankfully, you know, it's not just like, A lot of times I pray and the problem is still going on, but I've got a new perspective about it. I've got a peace about it. And so I I think, yeah, God reminds me, you're not in control. You're not the big guy here. You don't need that to happen like you think you need to. So I think you're exactly right. Prayer changes things. And the first thing that it changes is it changes me. Now, Chad, in your new book, Worried About Everything Because I Pray About Nothing, you write that prayer is a learned skill, like it takes practice and experience to get better at doing it. Almost like when we start to speak, we say words like blah, 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 like broken sentences and things. And then as we start to communicate better, it starts to flow. Like, was there a moment for you where you felt like you really grew in prayer to a totally different level? Absolutely. I, I remember when I was 16 years old, and I first, you know, started to pray a lot. And I got into, you know, praying for my buddies and praying for my school, praying for, you know, my principal and my coaches and teachers. 
I would meet my youth pastor before school at the church that I was going to, and we had this thing on Wednesday morning called Late Start. So on Wednesdays, we didn't start till like 10 a.m. So he would invite me and my friends to come to the church before school and pray. And, and he taught us really like, okay, here's how to pray, and here's some things that I do. And But then he would pray with us. And I always think the way that people learn how to pray the, the most is by doing it with someone, praying together. And that's why with my kids, like, you know, at night when I pray with them, I know they're learning the language of prayer. They're learning the words. They're learning the heart of God. And even when I say to them, okay, I want you to pray, they don't pray perfect prayers, but they're using a lot of the jargon, a lot of the language that I would use. And so I just think, you know, we got to learn how to pray. And I think find a prayer partner, find a prayer mentor. I think that's why church is important is because when you go to church, somebody's up there praying and I'm learning what does prayer sound like? What does it look like? What are the hot spots of it? And so I think that's why, you know, again, when the disciples saw Jesus doing it, they go, whoa, what is that? Can you show us how to do that? And so I think you need some people in your life that are role models in the area of prayer. There's so many voices that we hear in our world, and there's the voice of the devil, which we want to blame everything on, and there's the voice of our flesh, there's the voice of the Holy Spirit, and we want to learn how to discern that better. Well, we're talking with Chad Veach, lead pastor at Zoe Church in the Los Angeles area. He's also a best-selling author, but Chad, God's given us each an imagination. He's given us creativity, and you know, in our creative thoughts, we can use those to do some pretty wild things, but the enemy can use those to twist it too. I mean, what have you learned about actually discerning so you can hear the voice of God? Like, what have you learned about how he actually speaks to us? You know, one of my favorite lines is that God speaks clearest and most consistently through his word. So if you're ever like, I want God to speak to me, all you have to do is open the Bible and start reading, because that's how God first and foremost speaks. He speaks loudest and most clearly, most consistently through his word. And I think from there, I'm grateful that God, you know, even if you're not a Christian, God gives every human natural intuition. And then when you become a Christian, if you start to follow Jesus, he doubles down on the gift of intuition, and he gives you discernment. So you can discern, ah, that's the voice of my Father, or ah, that's just my brokenness and my own narrative, my own voice talking to me, or ah, that is the voice of the tempter, the wicked one that wants to lure or seduce or lie to me. And so I think that, you know, if you ever want God to speak to you, start reading the Bible, and that will give you the ability to start knowing what does truth sound like? What does God's voice sound like? Because Jesus said, my sheep will recognize my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. So you just start practicing discerning and following the voice of God. What about emotion, Chad? I think a lot of times we get twisted because our emotions are just broken, aren't they? Yeah, we are emotional beings, and God made us that way, right? And I think, you know, spirituality, we have to be careful because we don't want to create spiritual giants and emotional toddlers. You know, just because we can pray doesn't mean we're not going to have emotions. That's one thing I love about the Bible, especially David. If you read through the Psalms, David is praying some pretty wild and emotional prayers. He's like, why have you forsaken me? And I cry through the watches of the night, and my pillow is drenched with tears, and 
he's is an emotional guy. And I think we've got to have the ability to go, I feel these things and got not put off or displeased or ashamed of me because I feel. God gave me these feelings, and I need to bring these feelings to God. And I need to allow God's truth to override and even comfort me in my anguish, in my pain. And Jesus was emotional the night he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's like, I do not want to do this. His tears turned to blood. I mean, think about that. So, you know, we have emotions, but we can't let our emotions determine our actions. We have to let truth lead us more than what we feel. Yeah, it's like the Apostle Paul talks about taking our thoughts captive and putting them under the authority of Jesus, and I think that definitely applies to emotion. We tend to think about that like it's related to temptation. Well, it really is emotions as well. And by the way, I, I think that's one of the great things I love about prayer is like I can be raw. I can be vulnerable. I can be frustrated. I can be perplexed. I can be confused. I can vacillate between joy and, and mourning in prayer. I can be my totally true self in prayer before God. He accepts that. He invites that. He wants that. He wants the real me. It's the old saying, your authority is in your authenticity. I think prayer proves that. We're talking with Chad Veach today at SWS Radio, and he has a new book. It's called Worried About Everything Because I Pray About Nothing, How to Live with Peace and Purpose Instead of Stress and Burnout. But Chad, what's God showed you about what a healthy quest for peace should look like? Well, I think a healthy quest for peace is really not so much a quest as it is a receiving. I think we have to get out of this mindset that Christianity is about striving and earning and doing and going and giving, and the work of the believer is to receive. So if I want peace, I just need to allow Jesus to give me his peace. And I think that's really hard for us because we feel like we need to deserve everything. We need to earn everything. I've proved myself. I've worked hard. I've done my Bible reading. I've prayed my Hail Marys. And I think it's, it's so counterproductive and counterintuitive. The first thing that God does is seat us in heavenly places. So before he asks us to run or to walk, he asks us to sit down. And I think in that posture of sitting is when I can really receive from God. So it's not the quest for peace. I, I understand the question fully, but I think we got to have a new idea, a new image that if I want peace, I must first sit, like Mary over Martha. Mary's sitting there Indian style, and Jesus is like, no, Martha, you're missing it. You're totally missing out. The one that got it right here is your sister, and what she has chosen will not be taken away from her. I think we need more Mary. Yeah, because ultimately when we go back to prayer, it's all about having a relationship with God and having conversation. That's it. Well, we're talking with Chad Veach today at SWS Radio. He has a brand new book called Worried About Everything Because I Pray About Nothing. Hey, thanks so much for checking in today, Chad. Hey, thanks for having me on. Always fun to talk. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.